You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. All right, let's turn over to John chapter 5. Now, (laughs) obviously the message that I brought with me is going to stay in my Bible. Um, The theme of Brother Gomez's message is, it's it's heavy for us. It's because nobody likes the subject of death. But a couple of passages came to my mind while he was preaching here tonight. He said some tremendous things. I don't know if you caught the thing. This generation is living for themselves instead of dying to themselves. That was powerful. So true. But here I remember the Spirit of God. Now you told me just to do what I feel like I had to do. So this is not really preaching. We got the pool of Bethesda here, right? In verse number two, and it had five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. The scribes them blind, half halt, uh, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. The truth of the matter, folks, that's what we are. We're impotent people. We are weak. The very best of us, the very best of men are men at best. And then verse 4, they waited for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. So the water was placid until the angel came and troubled it, right? Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole, whatsoever disease he had. So the placid water never healed anybody. It took troubled water to heal the person that would get to the pool first. And you saw, you know, Jesus came by, of course, and asked the man, wilt thou be made whole? And he said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled. And I just, my mind, I don't know if it's the Spirit of God, maybe while Brother Gomez was preaching tonight, placid water, that's what we enjoy. We like it calm and everything just in order in our lives. But people, the thing where we really get help is when we have troubled water. We don't seek the Lord when the water's placid and calm. No. The truth of the matter is, we don't do well in prosperity. We don't do well in prosperity. Prosperity makes us self-dependent, self-satisfied, And unfortunately, want more. We do better in adversity than in prosperity. But who wants to pray, Lord, trouble the water of my life? (laughs) You know, I, I scared myself a little bit ago when I knelt over here and in my prayer, I asked the Lord to break me. 
And immediately, I do I really want that? Do I really want that? The placid waters, you don't see miracles from placid water. You see miracles from troubled water. And that's what happened here in John chapter 5. And <laughs> he talked about dying to self and your wants and your wishes and your dreams. And that was never more clear to me when I knew he wanted me to leave Marion Avenue and go pastor a church, but I didn't know where. But, and, and it was the same thing. It was so, my mind just relived it tonight because it was, okay, Lord, I'm willing to go anywhere west of the Mississippi, rural town, church with no trouble. Started laying all these things, and, and I'm, you know, and literally put all those stipulations on God. And for two and a half years, I had trouble. Two and a half years. It was just one disappointment after the other, Brother Gomez. And the last one was a priest out east, and a man told the pastor, he said, what you tell Brother Angel, I'm going to put $60,000 in the bank account, 30000 for him and his family, and 30000 for a church to go out west where he wants to go start a church. I thought that was it. And then the man, some months later, took a tumble, and I don't mean physical tumble, took a spiritual tumble, and, and I knew right away I couldn't depend on that. and It just all fell apart. And so I went to the Washington Cemetery and got out of the vehicle and walked around the cemetery and told the Lord, this is a place where they bring dead people and I'm here this morning to die. Now that was in April of, of 1990. In August of 1989, Somebody had called me about Faith Baptist in Bourbonnais and told me about it. Well, it was east of the Mississippi. It was in a mid-sized town, bigger than I wanted, and this and that. I said, I would never go there. That's what I said. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go within a thousand miles of that place. But God has a way of making you eat your words. And this is the honest God's truth now. So from August of 89, now it's April of 1990, and I'm walking around that cemetery, and I'm dying. No more stipulations. Wherever. Whatever. Wherever. Did it for an hour. Got in the car. Drove to the church, walked up that steep flight of stairs at Marion Avenue. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You've been there. And the secretary handed me a little piece of paper and said, call Joe Griffin, Faith Baptist Church in Bourbonnais, Illinois. Where? Yeah, I hadn't heard about the place since last August, 89. Now, it's Faith Baptist Church, Bourbonnais, Illinois. And I knew in my heart then that's where I was headed. Now, that was me dying to myself when it came to the will of God in my area of service for Him. But people, (coughs) 
It's anything in anything in any area of our life that we haven't turned over to Him. That we haven't given over to Him. And if we're ever going to experience the miraculous in life, we're going to have to the miraculous power of God and working on We're going to have to die to that die to that particular area. Die to it. Die to it. When I when we did our building, remember I said this morning they came around, we had to go to all the doors and and then we had to sit down and decide, okay, how many of these, how many type keys do you want? You want just because you get a key for a single door, then you can get a key that'll do five doors of the same type classrooms or whatever. Then you can get a submaster key, which will get you into almost every door in the building, except for the offices. And, the, or, and then you get a grandmaster key that'll get you into every locked door in the building. And you know what we give God? We give God the submaster key. We give him the key to just about every area of our life except for that, that one. What God wants is the grand master key. He wants, he wants access to everything. And by the way, he can get it. It's a lot easier if we hand it to him. So I thought about that passage, Placid Water. Nobody got any help from Placid Water. But people got helped from troubled water. And when, when God brings adversity into our life, it's like he talked about tonight, it's for the purpose of drawing us to him and not running from him, okay? Now, I want you to go to Hosea chapter 10, and I'll talk just for a few minutes here. And Brother Che, I, 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 I've been doing this 42 years now plus. And this, I've never been in this situation before. Really haven't been. <laughs> I, I, I am uncomfortable shooting from the hip, okay? But I really felt God put the message on my heart, but it just wasn't going to work. It just wasn't going to work, so that's fine. But look at verse number 12. I could give you the text. I could give you the context and the interpretation quickly. Israel's sinned against God, and judgment is pending, and it's coming, and Hosea is one of the prophets that preached to them and tried to get them to turn and go back to God. They had once fought for God. That's verse number nine. They had once fought for God against the tribe of Benjamin that was in sin. But now they had digressed to the place where it was in God's heart to chastise his people. Wow, you say it was in God's heart to chastise. It. Look at verse 10. It is in my desire that I should chastise them. But people... God's desire to chastise us is never to, never to harm us. It may hurt us a little bit, but it's always for the purpose of drawing us close to Him. Now, look at verse number 12. He says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness and reap in mercy. You know what I take from that? I take from that that God is saying to them, Live right, and if you live right, I'll, I'll, you'll allow me to, to, to have mercy on you. And people, isn't that what we need? Mercy is us, is God giving us what we do not deserve. Or not, not giving us what we deserve, I'm sorry. Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. So he said, if you will live right, if you'll sow to yourselves in righteousness, 
I can, you will reap in mercy. But here's the problem. Here's what stands in the way. Because he writes, says after that, break up your fallow ground. Now there's that, there's that breaking, that dying, that troubling. Break up your fallow ground. You understand what fallow ground is? Fallow ground was ground that was allowed to sit idle. And they didn't plow it and they didn't till it. When they didn't plow it and didn't till it, they didn't sow any seed on it. And after a while, folks, if it's not plowed and tilled and cultivated and sowed rightly with seed and fertilizer, you know what starts to happen. Weeds, sticks, bushes, fruitless plants. It's just, it's a waste. It doesn't produce anything. There's no fruit. It's just hard ground covered with thorns and and brambles, and it doesn't do a bit of good. Not a bit of good. Now, what he's saying to them, he's not talking about the fallow ground, the physical fallow ground. He's talking about the fallow ground of their heart. Broke, break up the fallow ground of your, that, that, that part of our heart that hasn't been tilled, it hasn't been plowed. We've kind of just kind of kept that away from God. We've not let him put his hand on it or touch it. If you'll break that up, he says, break it up. Deal with the hard area of your heart. You have a hard area in your heart? What the... What Brother Jay was talking about tonight is so true. In, in so many places, unfortunately, we've got people who, hold, who are holding on to grudges and anger and bitterness because you got offended and it's become hard and it's fruitless and it's unproductive. And if, that, if, if our life is ever going to be what God wants it to be, that that ground, that fallow ground, that hard, untilled, unplowed ground has got to be broken up. Got to be. Some years ago, I live in the country. I live on two acres, and I'm surrounded by farmland. And about 160 acres around my two acres is all farmland. And the owner put it up for sale, and uh, two different men each bought 80 acres, two different farmers. One farmer bought the south half, and my neighbor to the north bought the north half. North half. My ground, my ground actually runs into his field, and it was that way, into that field that he bought. It had been that way since I lived there, and I didn't mind because the farmer plowed it and planted on it, and, and uh, I had, didn't have to mow it. So I just let it go. He can plant it. But he kept getting further and further over into my yard. And it was almost, it was almost at, like, like at an angle like this. And my neighbor and I were talking. We were looking. He said, now, Terry said, what I'm going to do, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a straight line just like this. And so all this area, that's, all this property that's yours right here, I'm not going to plow that anymore. I'm not going to till it anymore. 
because I, I just want a straight line. Well, I knew what would happen if I just let that ground sit. It'd be full of weeds. So the next spring, or late, actually late summer, I got my tiller out and I started tilling that ground and I tilled it and I tilled it and I went over it and had old Troy built tiller and went over it and went over it and it was a pretty long stretch of ground and it wasn't very wide, but it was pretty long and I tilled it and I tilled it and I tilled it and I tilled it and then I got the rake and I raked it out real nice and smooth and then I sowed the seed and then I sowed some fertilizer on top of that seed and I went back and took the rake and I raked it into the soil. Raked it in. And then I began to water it. Watered on day one, 30 minutes, all the areas had hoses and sprinklers and watered it for 30 minutes and turned it all off and moved them, drug hoses around. Day two, day four, bare ground. Day five, six, seven, bare ground. Day eight, nine, bare ground. Day 10, stepped outside and looked at that ground and there's this light green hue. And I, my heart jumped and I, because I was getting scared that I'd wasted time and money. And I went over there and began to look and all over that place, little, little blades of grass were shooting up everywhere. And pretty soon it was just a lush, green area of beautiful grass. He said, break up the hard ground of your heart. It's time to seek the Lord. It's time. I don't, I, I, I don't know what God wants to do here, but I'm going to tell you, not every meeting is like this <laughs> that I've been a part of. So God really wants to do something here at Heritage Baptist Church. And it's time. It's time, church member. The hard ground of your heart, wherever it is, needs to be broken up. If you're carrying a grudge, or you're offended, or you're bitter at somebody, and you just kind of glossed it over, it's time to break that up. You got some secret thing going on, hidden from the eyes of man. It's not hidden from God. It's time to break that up. It's time. And when we break up the fallow ground and we seek the Lord, look at what it says. It is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Wow. Now, I'm not positive everything that that means, but that sure sounds good to me. That sure sounds good to me. And it may not happen tonight that you see the green hue. And it may not happen next week. And it may not happen next month. But 
If you'll break up that fallow ground, and he told them to break it up, you break up that hard ground. <coughs> Confess, forsake, repent, admit. Admit. This is the key. This, this closet is the one, Lord, I never gave you the key to. Because so-and-so offended me years ago, and I've, I'm not, I've not gotten over it, and I'm not about to get over it. I, I don't know what it is, folks. But I just know if we will break up the fallow ground and seek him, Lord, okay, I'm giving you this. this it's, it's, I've had it too long. I'm dying. Break me. Take me, make me, mold me, and break me. The rain will come. The rain will come. And when God rains on you, my friend, what was a barren, fruitless, unproductive area of life will all of a sudden blossom and bloom because that's how it works with the Lord. What's it take to break the fallow ground? Well, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, is not my word like as a fire and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. So maybe when you come to church tomorrow night, break me. When you come to church next Sunday, break me. Sunday night, break me. And you keep asking God to take the hammer of his word and break up the hard ground of your heart and seek him. And pretty soon, the Lord will come and he will make what was unproductive fruitful and blessed. Okay, I don't know what else to say to you tonight. But I think all of us understand that we struggle with giving God every key. We struggle with giving God every key. So Brother Gomez hit it right tonight. The Spirit of God was in that message. And you don't hear a lot of preaching on dying to self and yielding to God. But if we'll allow God to trouble the water of our life and if we'll break up the fallow ground and seek him, okay, he will come. And who knows what he has planned for Heritage Baptist Church. It'd be amazing to see, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be amazing to see in a day and age when independent Baptist churches are shrinking in size that there's a place in Corpus Christi, Texas that God is just growing. And listen, size is not always everything. But I mean, godly people, godly people making a difference for Christ in a godless city. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.